I'm Shannon Bream. I'm Tom Shalou. I'm Maria Bartiromo, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Monday, May 25th, 2020. I'm Trey Yinks. An Israeli university team is conducting a coronavirus antibody test that could soon be used on thousands of people each day. So we can see that you have severe cases with high antibodies and you have and the opposite. You can have very mild cases with high antibody type. So it's too early to say we need big numbers of patients and this is effort all over the world to understand if the antibody correlates with the disease severity. This is the Fox News Rundown, global pandemic. Countries are reopening for business in the wake of COVID-19, but with concerns about a second wave, there is a need for extensive data on how widespread coronavirus infections actually were. Antibody testing is one way for scientists to determine who had the virus and may hold immunity if cases spike again in the future. Over the next few minutes, you'll get the latest headlines on the global COVID-19 outbreak and hear from Professors Moti Gerlitz and Ariel Munitz, who currently are awaiting FDA approval for their COVID-19 antibody test. Starting first in Brazil, where the country continues to get hit hard by the COVID-19 outbreak. With more than 365,000 confirmed cases, the Trump administration has decided to restrict travel for Brazilians looking to enter the United States. Brazil is now the second worst affected country in the world, only behind the U.S. Now to Japan that has lifted its state of emergency. The Japanese government was originally criticized for their early handling of the virus outbreak, but has since been praised for quickly expanding testing and extending lockdowns. Japan has a population of 126 million people and has maintained just over 800 deaths. Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe credits the country's success with what he is calling the three C's. People avoided confined spaces, crowded spaces, and close human contact. Finally, in Israel, the government plans to reopen bars and restaurants on Wednesday. Social distancing will be required and masks will be needed for all employees. Temperature tests are also expected to be done at the door. For the past three weeks, Israel has had under 100 daily positive results of COVID-19. The country is now shifting its focus to widespread antibody testing to determine how many people have the virus. The testing will also help with vaccine and treatment trials. So we started a collaboration with the, the IDF. And we're doing serological testing, and we believe that our test has great sensitivity and specificity in comparison to other tests to start with. This is Professor Ariel Munitz. Second thing is we can answer questions of what was the rates of infection inside the IDF and how did IDF policies of isolation uh, were able, were they able to even, you know, contain the infection? How long do you anticipate it will take to get a good solid number about how many people may have been infected in the Israeli Defense Forces? So we are already working with them in the last few weeks and we already have the first, I would say, uh, results. And this is Professor Moti Gerlitz. Both men are professors at Tel Aviv University, where they hope to expand coronavirus antibody testing. Which suggests that their lockdown was very, very efficient and they took a very good approach. So for what we can see until now, there isn't a real big outbreak and they really control it so they can move on and, and start to continue work. But at the same time, we continue to monitor and what they need so they can be, you know, with hands-on pulse and, and see that it's not coming back. How does antibody testing work? I think a lot of people understand the concept that it could take a small amount of blood and then determine whether or not you have the antibodies. But take me back to 
Science 101, Medicine 101, what is an antibody and how do you know if you have been infected with the disease such as COVID? So the, the, the antibody test or the serological test works very, very simple. Basically what we do, there are multiple tests, but what we do, we have a plate and this plate is coated with a protein that is coming from the virus itself. Now, what we generate in, the, in our, I would say, host response towards the virus, we generate antibodies that are supposed to either neutralize it or uh, facilitate its crosstalk with other immune cells, which will kill it and digest it. So once we coat the plate with this, uh, with this protein and we react it with the blood, if the blood has antibodies, these antibodies will bind that protein. We are then able to detect these antibodies using different kinds of machines, and that's a serological test. And there's two types of antibodies, correct? One group will give you an understanding of if someone's recently been infected, and another group will give you an understanding if they've previously been infected? Yes, that's, in, in general that's true, so we can divide the antibodies to early antibodies, what we call IgM, and then the other antibodies which can be IgG, which save for longer time. Uh, for the COVID-19, this is still a, a question in, 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 in the science. Uh, do we see the normal kinetics that usually we see in other viruses? Uh, so we cannot really right now say that we can see these two antibodies kinetics, but in the next few weeks when all the research will, will come together with different countries, we will be able to say if we have the same phenotype as other viruses. Okay, so just, just to add yeah. on to what Moti said, I mean, it's general uh, accepted that, you know, these two antibodies, IgM and IgG, but what we do, we can monitor an additional antibody, which is IgA, and this is an antibody which is usually present in mucosal surfaces, such as the lung. Now, since this virus attacked the lungs and many of the uh, characteristics were respiratory characteristics, then we can also monitor IgA antibodies, and by looking at all of them, the IgM, like Moti suggested, uh, which is early, the IgG and the IgA, we can get a much clearer picture. So to make sure I have the understanding right, you've got the blood that is put into a, a basically a small tray that has been covered in the protein from coronavirus, and if the antibodies exist, they will bind to the proteins, and that will give you an understanding of if someone has previously had coronavirus? Exactly. Correct. Yes. And so you do this test, um, trying to under, understand the, the process of it. You, you do this test and can you tell how severe someone's case was or how, like by the number of antibodies that they have, if there's a lot of antibodies or a few amount, will that give you a different understanding of how badly or when they were infected? Uh, the answer for this is that it's too early. Again, it's a new disease. So we can see that you have severe cases with high antibodies and you have and the opposite, you can have very mild cases with high antibody titer. So it's too early to say we need big numbers of patients and this is effort all over the world to understand if the antibody correlates with the disease severity. Um, and so the IDF being tested now, how many soldiers have been tested using this test? And are you seeing a rate of people who were infected but were asymptomatic, something we've seen around the world? So with the Army, we already tested hundreds of soldiers, and we are going to be reaching the thousands, I, I believe, by the end of, of, of the month, maybe. Um, so far, we haven't done these correlations yet, but we do know that there have been some asymptomatics which we can detect. But these are usually suspected as asymptomatics, so we didn't identify yet many people 
that were completely out of the blue suddenly positive. Is the hope that after this test is done with the Israeli Defense Forces, it can then be moved on to the general public in Israel to get an understanding of how badly the population was affected? Yes, that's that's a general idea. That's what we started it, not just for the IDF, for, for all of Israel, and if the world will want to take it for the world. Uh, we already started to work with hospitals, so we do it in, in parallel. Um, but yeah, this is, so this is ongoing with hospital and probably for the population later. You've been listening to Professors Modi Gerlitz and Ariel Munitz of Tel Aviv University. We'll be right back. Take me through a little bit of how the process works to view whether or not the proteins and antibodies are combining. You're looking at this under a microscope. I assume. Take me through this process of what does it look like once the, the blood is on the tray that is covered in proteins? How do you so, search it? Okay. So, for you. <laughs> okay. so after the antibody, we put the blood, and if the anti- there is an antibody that can bind the protein of the virus, so it, it, it binds and attach. Then we basically come with another probe that can detect specifically the different antibodies that our body can uh, manufacture or, or produce. Okay. And this probe usually have some source of uh, light, let's say, or enzymatic activity that we can measure. So each different serological test uses a different probe, but at the end we have some uh, measurement. So it can be light, some uh, color change, uh, something like that. We use light as, as a, the readout, so we basically read how much light is being released from our uh, plate, and as if you have high light, it means that you had higher amount of antibodies. If you have very small light, there wasn't any antibody that was binding. Okay, so basically yeah. it means that the amount of light which is emitted is proportional to the antibody response which is in within that blood or individual. Okay, and that's the second part of the test. The first yes. part, you see if there's antibodies and proteins binding. The second part is to see how much light is emitting as a result? So it, it's, it's done in a hole. So basically we put the blood on the plate, we let the blood uh, interact with the protein. Once it interacted, we wash out the rest of the stuff that didn't interact, and then we add the antibody with the probe like Moti suggested. It's like a one uh, process, but it's very quick. It, it's within one hour. Okay. And what can antibody testing be used for in the future? I think there's a lot of conversations about how can this ultimately help the general public when it comes to fighting COVID-19? So one thing is, like you said in the beginning, to understand how much spread COVID-19 already uh, did. And, and that, for the decision makers, that, that's a big difference. If you have a country that it wasn't spread, she should be more worried about getting people in if, if they are sick. If a country already have uh, maybe 50% of people that already encounter COVID-19, probably they don't need to be so afraid. Now, you can take it further, and, and there are discussions all over the world I know about, for example, a, a airplanes or, or flights, how you can monitor and, and the flights now from one country to another. So one of them is maybe to run some tests in airports, for example. It can be serological or, or swap tests, but it needs to be decided. And by doing so, you can clear the people that going into the airplane so they can go to the other country and not get into... 40 days, uh, you know, lockdown before they can do anything. Also, using the antibody test could have some therapeutical benefits. I mean, people are now talking about vaccination. The ability of, uh, the, we have now the ability to monitor vaccination by generating 
a serological test that will examine how much antibodies have been generated in response to that vaccine. Or if now people want to do plasma transfer in terms of therapeutics, we can now take individuals and see how many antibodies they had within that plasma and see whether this is a good candidate to take the plasma uh, from him. So in addition to clearing the population, it also can have some therapeutical benefit as well. Absolutely. And um, so right now this test, based on the, the science that we have now, will show if someone previously had coronavirus. We're not sure yet if it would show, for example, an active case, if it would show those early antibodies. We, we can say that we can detect people that are active, that uh, for some reason the swab test or the PCR didn't detect them, so we can see that. And this is, again, coming for what Ariel said, that we have very high specificity and sensitivity, so we can actually call this a very early stages of disease, which probably doesn't have a big virus load, so they are still negative for the swab test. So it can be beneficial to work with probably two tests in the hospital, for example. Because basically the people don't know when they were infected. So let's say they were infected at day zero. They can go a few days without symptoms, and during that time nobody tests them. By the time, by the time they develop symptoms, some of them, if not many of them, have already developed not only high, high virus titers, which can be isolated and detected by the regular swab tests, but they can also develop antibodies. And those could be because the immune system kicked in and started fighting against it. And at that stage, we can already detect it due to the high specificity and sensitivity of the, of the test. Wow. Very important work you guys are doing. Thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com.